SoundCloud rappers in training. Welcome back to Hatsune Miku's Crack House. I'm your host as always, Sam Kingma. And joining me is my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles, you like SoundCloud, right? No. Why would you ask me that? I hate SoundCloud, dude. And it makes me and it makes me fucking sad to say that. Because once upon a time I loved SoundCloud. And my 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 disdain for SoundCloud does not come from the content on SoundCloud where we've you know, why well known bitcher of Twitter, Sam Kingmon, Mika's Crackhouse. I bitch about the content is shit on Twitter. No. The content's not the problem on SoundCloud. It's the fucking ads. Dude, it's the ads. And I and I'm gotta be honest with you, dude. And this is kind of fucking crazy to say this, but with, with, with when the, in the world of ad blocker, I think SoundCloud has really been the only site that is just like, there's two I can think of where it's like, dude, f- ads fucked this site. I have never had to deal with worse audio advertisements than what's on fucking SoundCloud. Everything I hear is fucking horrible. Nothing is fucking curated. A third of the commercials are in Spanish. So I don't even know what the fucking product is. Which makes me doubly upset because I don't want to fucking hear a Spanish advertisement. I never want to fucking hear that shit. Because not only is it wasting my time blowing smoke up a product I cannot fathom to understand because, again, this is an audio-only advertisement. And you're also fucking the company that paid for the ad by showing it to jackasses like me who don't even speak the fucking language it's in. And I have the audacity to be fucking constantly inundated with these horrible fucking SoundCloud ads. You got Tide singing songs. You got Tide making SoundCloud type beats to relax and study to about how good Tide clean is. It sucks, Miles. I've actually been waiting to spring something on the world. I've been waiting for this for a long time, Sam. All right. Because because I have I have an arch enemy, Sam. I have one singular arch enemy. Another one. Well, I'm just, I'm hashing out my enemy, so I'm not going to make fucking fun of you for it this week. <laughs> I can't. I'll, I'll be fucking, I'll be hypocritical if I do that. All right, so so what are you mad at this week, brother? Uh, no, I'm not mad at this week. I'm mad at internally. I've been mad at for all time. Okay, why are you bringing it to the table today? Why are you bringing it to the table today? Because this is, this is the perfect opportunity. See, see when I have a new enemy, all right? Well, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like the Powerpuff Girls beat up Mojo Jojo all the time, right? Like, you know. Yes. He's Mojo yes. Jojo. You don't really think about him that much till he comes back. But like, like when fucking him shows up, when the fucking villain Medusa teacher shows up, she, you know, she turns in, fucking princess shows up, man, like you're all in on that. A fucking Mojo Jojo episode comes out. You're like, I could skip this one. Fucking princess is on the screen. You're like, damn, I'm strapped in, dude. Fucking princess, this is rare. So, like, whenever there's a new, new villain in the Miles J rogues gallery of criminal scumbags and, and YouTubers, 
It's a big deal. I, I, I strap in. I strap in, yeah. Because it's like new content, dude. Yeah, it's, it's like when fucking Danny Phantom fights Vlad Masters. Like, that's a big deal. Oh, this week he fights the Box Ghost. You know, you okay, know actually, it's, no, it's sorry. So I take that back. Funny. Box Ghost was hype. Box Ghost is a fucking awesome. I love the Box Ghost. He fights fucking the meat lady, the lunch lady. Yeah, I, I want to say that it's funny that you 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 give this the example of like Mojo Jojo being like the oh it's whatever because to me Mojo Jojo is like the Powerpuff Girl villain like like Numero Uno like the Joker to the Batman type of deal. Well, he he is, but that's why he's not interesting because we see him every week and because he's the villain, all of his plans are lame. Right? Yeah. Like, fucking Princess comes in. Princess has, like... Like, whenever fucking Princess comes in, like, her goal is not just to beat the Powerpuff Girls and enact her plan. Her fucking goal is to destroy the Powerpuff Girls as an institution, whereas Mojo Jojo just wants to, like, rob the bank. Right? Like, yeah. it's fucking whack. It's fucking whack. Like, you want a villain... You want a villain who's, like, miles. This is personal. With the Joker, it is Personal. personal. It, but it is so, – I think that it is funny, though, because I feel like it's changed recently with the Joker where like, – because I grew up on the animated series, uh, Batman the animated series, which is fucking great. And to me, the the Joker episodes are the very fun – I mean, the very fun and well done but run-to-the-mill Batman episodes. And the Joker episodes are not ex not particularly like the extra big, super, super awesome, amazing, exciting ones uh, where now – I feel like it is the biggest fucking deal whenever the Joker has a story or is involved in something. Well, that's the point. Like, that's the Joker is just like the Mojo Jojo of these things where it's like when 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 he's on screen, like you're like, OK, yeah, he's always here. Whatever. Pass. Yeah. You know, but when the Amoeba brothers are, are chilling out or whatever the f fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you, you, you like the rare called? villains. Yeah. You, you like the rare the rare villains because you don't you don't see them enough. So so again, oh, like this is quick. this is a Miles favorite D tier villain. Favorite D tier villain, Box Lunch from uh from um Danny Phantom. Box Lunch, not to be confused with the Box, box Ghost. She is the daughter from the future of the Box Ghost and the Lunch Lady, who are oh, so both time D -tier. travel. Yeah, the box lunch time travels back to fight Danny Phantom, and she is the daughter of them. She is boxed lunch. And the reason why that is the best D-tier villain is because that is a fucking amazing fucking, like, pull. To, to combine those two joke meme characters, give them a daughter, and give her the perfect name. It's yeah. like, fuck yeah, dude. Boxed lunch. lunch. I fucking love. I also gotta give it to Emperor Pilaf. Big Emperor Pilaf fan. Oh, yeah, from uh, Dragon Ball OG, right? Yeah, from OG Dragon Ball. I like Firefly from Batman. He's he's this little gimmick because he's got a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, he's I, like, I always love those villains. Well, but here's the deal. What's so funny is literally he's like Mr. Freeze but fire. Everybody likes <laughs> Mr. Freeze, though, because the animated series gave him a sad backstory. So, motherfuckers, I don't want to hear shit. They're the, they're the same character. This is bullshit. They're not the same character. I'm just joshing. I just don't want to hear people complain that, like, but, but Mr. Freeze was a doctor. He was a scientist. You know, 
whatever <laughs> Firefly's fucking name, whatever the fuck it is, I don't even care to know it. He was like a he was a he was a fireworks guy, and then went all crazy, kind of like that Sly Cooper panda character. <laughs> Sam, we're getting so off track. I haven't even said my villain. What, what is villain. the enemy? What is the enemy, Miles? So the reason I, I waited so long to bring this up is because it's a constant in my life, but there's never a really good time to talk about it. Okay. But I have Spotify. Ah, okay. Spotify, of course, is a great platform where you can listen to certain podcasts, such as, of course, Ockpaws, Critically Panned, and my favorite podcast, the Michelle Obama podcast. Hell yeah. Spotify, there's a lot of good content on there for anyone who, who is not aware. Check out Spotify. Lots of good podcasts on Spotify. But if you have Spotify with ads, it is the worst thing ever because you yep. have to be fucking on top of your laptop you have to be on top of your fucking laptop or your second monitor wherever you're playing your music and like when the song's about to end you have to go shit, 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 fucking put it back to the start of the song but you can't use the button you gotta click you and have to manually do it manually do it yeah because if you if you press forward or back you are going to get an ad so I'm fucking sitting here listening to my fucking low roar you know just fucking vibing to because yeah, we have to, to. fucking Sitting here trying to chill, or maybe, maybe I'm in, maybe I'm in a bit of an emo mood. Got some fucking Blink 182. I miss you on the fucking fucking track, right? Some fucking yeah. where are you? And I'm so sorry, you know. And and then, but the thing is, if if you fuck up, if you fail, if you fail the QTE to turn the music back to 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 the zero second mark on the slider, you're gonna get. You're gonna get an ad, and and the ads on Spotify are always really lame. But there's can, one. Can ad. I tell you the worst kind of ad? What? And were you also gonna say like a particularly bad kind of ad you get? Because we might be thinking of the same one. Yeah. I'll tell the the worst ad of all time begins such as this. Yup, I'm an ad. Have you ever gotten one of those? No. That's no, a sound. I don't, I don't, that's, yeah, I don't get a, that's like a SoundCloud staple that it is I I thought might be elsewhere, but it it is an ad advertising the premium. It is like motherfucker. If I wanted to pay the premium, I would be paying the premium. I am using the free service because I do not feel like the premium membership is worth my time. Spotify, I guess, does not need to do that because Spotify fucking knows it's worth the fucking 10 bucks. Yeah, Spot Spotify has some pretty obnoxious uh, premium ads, but they're all like kind of they're they're framed as humorous, where like they'll be like some guy skipped a, a jump rope six hundred thousand times, setting a world record, and you can skip as many times as you want on Spotify Premium, so that you can listen on your phone and skip to whatever song you like. And it's like, okay, all right, cute, mildly amusing. I chuckled. Four out of ten. Yeah. It's fucking fucking. So so what mm. what ad what ads are getting you all riled? At Charmin, we hear hear you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom. Oh, so no, we're gonna sing about it instead. Cue a fucking the the fu a fucking cringy ass Charmin song about wiping your fat fucking ass with 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 a fucking fucking quilted ass quality luxury toilet paper for for when for, you know what for for when for one of those one of those ass wipes. For fucking one of those ass wipes where it's just an endless recursion of 
passing the toilet paper between your fucking cheeks and somehow there's always more shit on the toilet paper than last time that's what Charmin is is telling you is a problem and you need to you need to get their fucking toilet paper or else your ass is going to produce constant constant fucking skid marks so uh, I I know an uncomfortable amount of people who absolutely fucking loathe the Charmin <laughs> because they fucking here's the problem Sim here's the fucking problem okay like the Charmin <laughs> the Charmin bears expose a problem most people don't have or don't want to think about right which is like wiping your ass well no well how often how often do you wipe your ass so excessively that your ass hurts or that you can't get it clean in more than like two or three wipes like dude, i dude this is a dude no dude this is an issue for me on a fucking multiple <laughs> times a week man i don't know like what I, you are what you're saying right now because let me tell you gang i'm sorry we're fucking here <laughs> we're i'm sorry we we're here but we're fucking here you have to you have to you're here now you have to listen to this but like Nothing sucks more when, like, sometimes when you're taking a dump and you just feel it, like, yeah, like come out suboptimal. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you know it's uh, you, you know it's gonna be a a, a six pass, six pass yeah, wipe, and and it's like motherfucker, God, first of all, God damn it, my ass is just going to hurt now for the next eighteen hours. Because there is no fucking way I'm getting this shit clean. To the point, Miles, where I have considered the purchase of a bidet. I have also considered the purchase of a bidet because I actually did the math. You save $300 a year owning a bidet. $300. What? Yeah, because you know you need no need for toilet paper. Well, you still, you also, still need to buy toilet paper to, to, to get dry because it doesn't have a drying function. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, but but the, you know, so, so but like you could buy like a a single pack or like a four pack of like crappy toilet paper and and not have to I mean, use it that much. Last probably. Yeah, exactly. So like, but but that's the big thing about it. Like Char Charmin operates. Charmin targets me, and so my fucking dumps are the messiest, fucking disgustingest thing possible. Oh, and without awful. without Charmin. And without Charmin, my fucking boxers are toast. They, they, they advertise it like, you need me. You fucking need me. Because if you don't have Charmin, dude, fucking infinite skid works, dude. It's over for you. Like... <laughs> that's that's the problem is but then but so so that is annoying right the charmin bears kind of annoy me and and they're and and you know dude you fucking know the furries are all over the charmin bears especially the ones with you, scat wait, fetishes, you're telling dude. me you know you, you're telling me you don't like these red and blue respective bears just shaking their fucking ass on your tv at like two in the morning when you <laughs> like fucking from yeah a, like shaking their ass like fucking from an, from and buttheads. yeah they're fucking shaking their ass like Beavis and Butthead at you. That I do want to get onto another point about about waking up in a haze after this. I have I have something to talk about with this, but I I do need to finish my my rant about Spotify Please. ads. So the problem is, of course, the fucking Charmin bears are obnoxious. The entire the entire concept of the commercial is like, bruh, bruh, you're fucking you're you're you fucking need us, dude, or else or else you're just you're fucking Skid City down there, bro. You're fucked. Yeah. Uh, so 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 it sucks. It's annoying. But 
It's even worse in song form because they have the fucking most heinous, annoying songs. And I learned this recently. I guess I'll dox myself. I worked, uh, I worked at a television series that, uh, that interviewed celebrities. Uh, it was, it was like a fun kind of YouTube series, like one of those Vice Land or like, like Between Two Ferns, like j- just a series where yeah, celebrities yeah. get together and they bool, right? Uh, 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 comedians in cars kind of deal, right? And so I, I had, to, I had to like find the celebrities, dig up some interviews with them, find some fun, interesting talking points. And we wanted to have DJ Khaled on the show, which never materialized. Oh, uh, yes. So the thing that I learned about DJ Khaled is that DJ Khaled wrote two ads for Charmin. He wrote two Charmin ads. Okay. Damn. And one of them was called Booty Smile. <laughs> oh. And and I'll never forget it. He so the thing is that I think I've heard this song. I think I've seen this ad for this this uh the the funny part about it is he was talking about this on Conan. He was talking about this on Conan O'Brien, where he shows his kid all of his songs because he wants his kid to tell him if his songs are good or not. His child, by the way, is like three, right? I see. So, but he he can probably judge the quality of a song called Charmin Booty Smile because he's three and you know he's at that age where he's he's using the bathroom. Like he 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 knows. You know, this is really important for him when he's when you're three, like using the toilet really important for you as an adult you don't really care but when you're a kid like that's yeah. that's like an event that's so real shit that's real sh- yeah literally real shit and so so th- this kid you know he's probably good at judging these things so he plays for for the kid and the kid's just like bobbing his head to fucking booty smile and i don't remember i don't remember bro, the the bro. other one i don't remember the other one i think it was called shiny hiney it was like one of those names right i see I want to. When is DJ Khaled gonna drop the Booty Smile mixtape? The the because... yeah. The re- release release the booty cut. <laughs> that that that's the thing. So like, I th- I think the worst one. I th- I think the worst one I heard was the Christmas themed one. I was in a car. I was in a car. I was riding to. Uh, I don't even remember where. I think it was a party of some kind. I like. It, it was unusually yeah. late for me. I, I might have been going to a bar or something like that. Right. I see. And I was, you know, I was in an Uber because I, I don't own a car. I don't want to, you know, and I'm listening to whatever fucking bullshit I'm listening to. And this is the first time I hear the Charmin ad. At Charmin, we hear you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom. So we're going to sing about it instead. Fucking cue the sleigh bells. Cue the little Christmas jingle. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. You know, like, like the, they're ringing the bells. Fucking a woman who, you know, is like a fucking R&B singer in her in her spare time. Like, yeah. like, you know that she's, like, a, yup, a an up-and-coming R&B singer, young, pro- probably has, like, really cool colored hair, you know, maybe... Yeah, maybe this uh, is probably your first gig. Yeah, maybe a cool sideswipe, nose piercing, stuff like that. Like, you just, you know that that's her career path. And she sung the lyrics, Charmin keeps your undies whiter than the North Pole. And I said, I instantly took out my AirPods. I fucking instantly took them out. And I just, I rode the rest of the way in silence <laughs> because it was one of the most heinous fucking lyrics I've ever heard in my life. I've never cringed so hard. I'll tell you what fucking cleans, you know, I'll tell you what cleans your asshole, Sam, is Charmin cringe. Your fucking asshole eats itself so hard that you'll never have to wipe again because you're fucking cringing so hard that, that, you, that you just don't have one anymore. Now, Miles, speaking, speaking of cringe, what is the chance in the uh, video version of this ad 
that the this R&B singer that we've described has a Charmin Sona, if you will, where it's it's the bear, but it's with the fucking the side swipe fucking haircut and the nose piercing as she talks about keeping your ass whiter than the North Pole or whatever. I don't I don't mean to 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 burst your bubble, but I do think unfortunately the songs are Spotify. Audio only? Yeah, audio only. They are they are Spotify exclusive. Spotify exclusive. Yeah, dude, dude. It's, it's it's like Xbox Game Pass. All right, like you 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 don't pay for Spotify, so you can get the fucking hot Charmin ads, so you can hear DJ Khaled's booty smile any fucking time the algorithm favors it, bro. That that's why you don't pay for Spotify. All right, it's not to save money. It's not because I don't listen to Spotify enough, dude. It's so that. One day, fucking the algorithm can fucking bless me. The heavens will part. DJ Khaled will fucking fly down on a wire thick enough to lift a fucking cow playing his harp, serenading me with booty smile. And, smile. And, and I'm, bro, I'm, I'm, it's a blessed day, dude. My day, I might, my, I, dude, I, I could be fucking thinking about hang, hanging it up, dude. I could be, I could be hanging a noose and fucking DJ Khaled's booty smile comes on. Man, my life is back on track. I got a job again. Booty smile has cured my depression. It is, it is, it is. I'm not even on, I'm not on my bipolar meds anymore. It's, it's sapped the imbalance out of my brain. Booty smile has saved my life. Thank you, DJ Khaled and son. I appreciate it. Thank you, DJ Khaled for booty smile. No, but I, I do want to, I do want to bring up an earlier point you made about waking up in a haze and seeing something at two in the morning. Okay. Yes. This is an yes. experience all of us have had. And I know this. When I when I when I sing the following song, you are going to know exactly what time it is and exactly where you were. Okay? I I I'm pretty sure I know what this is going to be. Dude, I I was like motherfucker, he's going to say George Lopez. He's going to fucking say George Lopez. It's it's ubiquitous. Dude, it's ubiquitous experience. Motherfucker, let me tell you. Let me tell you. George Lopez is a motherfucking staple of the Kingma household and has been for years. My brother and I, no meme, have probably seen every episode of that show multiple times. Multiple times. Sam, unrelated, you have insomnia, yes? <laughs> yes. That's, that's, former, <laughs> former insomnia. That's the funny former thing about insomnia. it is that is that George Lopez is not just a staple of the Kingma house. He is a staple of the insomnia lifestyle. If you have yeah. insomnia and you it's lived big, in America, it's big in the insomnia community. Yeah. If you have insomnia and you lived in America, you have seen the George Lopez show, and specifically, you have woken up to the George Lopez show. It played on Nick at yeah. night at three in the morning, pretty much like clockwork every day. And the thing is, I, I've never seen a full episode of the George Lopez so song, but boy, have I woken up to the theme song, to the OP, if you will. And first of all. That theme, incredible. Oh, yeah. 10 out of 10. Fantastic song. Oh, that whole opening is fucking insane. My favorite, my specific favorite part of the fucking opening is when good old Benny Lopez goes fucking flying in the fucking opening. Like, all these fucking characters jumping around having fun on the trampoline chair. But then the grandma gets in on this shit. Fucking pretty, pretty hype. 
George Lopez is insane. That show's fucking crazy. I don't. I've never seen a single episode of it, but boy, do I know the fucking lyrics to the first minute and thirty seconds of Lowrider. Oh man, George Lopez, what a fucking classic show. It's funny that it that's the show known for being like the three a.m. like insomnia, real insomnia hours show because I grew up watching it at eight o'clock. That yeah, because Nick at Night only ran two programs: Full House, which, for the record, Miles, I was this close to saying Full Metal Alchemist, <laughs> Full Metal uh, House. And- Holy shit, dude! Holy shit! <laughs> Bob Bob Saget is is basically just uh just Edward Elric. That's another show I've seen an uncomfortable amount of episodes. Oh, I've seen of. every episode of Full House. I've seen every episode, dude. I feel like I I feel like when drawing sticks of the of my taste of like the 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 eight the late eighties nineties sitcom era shit. I pulled Full House as, like, my one, and that stick is the shittiest one. Yeah. what I never saw, like, Fresh Pints of Bel-Air, like... Yeah, why couldn't I have pulled that, or Boy Meets World, or, or like, literally anything else that people remember from the era? Yeah, no, I, we both Granger. we both watched Full House the most, and it's a, it's a, it's a tragedy. Well, that's the thing because they're specifically it's the it's the um the the family friendly but still kind of adult comedy shows were like Fresh Prince because they said damn and they said hell, um yeah. or Home Improvement, yeah. Full House. I saw were, a bit of Home Improvement. Were, were those those weren't specifically kids shows? They they had adult actors and they dealt with adult situations, but. Well, adult family situation, yeah, family situation. It's, it's, yeah, it was family programming where it featured a, a head of the household being kid-appropriate but still being an yeah. adult, um, as opposed to, like, 90s shows like Mighty Max. <laughs> um, street Sharks. Shit that's obviously for kids. But the but stone I, protectors. I I will say this, Sam. We have to we have to put together. We did the Cartoon Network Criterion Collection. What is the Insomniacs Criterion Collection? Because I I want to toss Ooh. out a second one. I want to toss out a second Insomnia Please. pick. Please do. I'll have to I'll have to consider this because my Insomnia picks are are like it's weird because TV is not what I would go to. Yeah, you'd play um, games. So I my li- yeah, I'd, I would just play games. Um, so, but so I'm curious to see what you have to offer. Well, I, I wasn't allowed to play games as a kid uh, past a certain time, which is hilarious because I would I wake up with insomnia at a certain time, and instead of just being like, "Well, I could probably just play a game now and no one would notice," I would just be like, "Well, I have to watch TV. That's quieter." It's like, no, they're the same fucking volume. No, it's not. You can make them the same volume. There's volume control on your CRT. You know how to work this television. It's very easy. The other one I want to do is. Uh, Mike and Maggie were oh so, so, sad. so sad. Then they then came they across came a flame co ad. Would you believe me that this has been the second time we've sung that song <laughs> on this show? I would. I would. I probably talked about it. If in the I exact had same a nickel too. <laughs> if I had a nickel, 
I yeah, that's a that's another show I'd, I'd equate to like early moaning program. I mean, Sonic Underground was or was six a.m. shit. Well, yeah, well, like up. Invader Zim and Ren and Stimpy were six to seven a.m. Kappa Mikey was seven to eight a.m. Like shows that Nick was clearly ashamed of, but they didn't want people to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, the morning programming was one thing. And I think we've talked about this. The morning program is one thing. It's always the noon to 2 p.m. block that always fascinated me. When, when you're sick, sick yeah. from school. Yeah, it's, it's, it's when you're sick from school. You have to school. watch fucking Garage Band and Almost Naked Animals and really the bottom of the barrel <laughs> that's what, uh, yeah that's that's where they uh, that's where they shove the shows that they're embarrassed to to, to air fucking un- dave the barbarian got shafted like that too which is criminal oh, fantastic show cooked um yeah honestly honestly railed railed by disney channel <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta make we gotta make room for the buzz on maggie <laughs> so but but I mean we we've already waxed nostalgic enough about uh, about that era of, of television, especially the era of insomnia television. So what do you got? What do you got Miles, this week? Yeah, I want to double I want to double back to something we were we were chatting about ten minutes ago about the the Sherman ad, specifically the commercial song, the jingle, because the jingle, the jingle, if you will. Because I was, I recently uh, was re-recommended a video on YouTube. Uh, actually, I actually no, I'm sorry, my mistake. I actually s- seeked this out. Seeked <laughs> yeah, there this, it is. This old the sacred truth. home, and it is that how the fuck have has the free credit report banned not been topped in the decade plus it's been since the culture of freecreditreport.com. I I still in all sing. nine other songs. Should have gone to freecreditreport.com. I would have seen this coming at me like an atom bomb. It's like, how the fuck? It, how? They're all I, good. They're all great. They're all fucking good. I, I think I think that and the Vonage. It's like that. Those two are like the most iconic. Like everyone knows them, and everyone. I think everyone likes them. Oh, and uh, oh, uh, what's the what's the uh, other one from? It's it's the other Apple commercial from like 2005, uh, for the iPod Classic. Oh, I don't know. This it's one. um, it's the uh, oh my god. God damn it! It's not. It's not cake. It's not cake. I don't know it. Sorry. It's not cake. It's jet. That's the song, right? It's jet something. I'm like almost certain. Uh, don't worry, we're gonna edit all of this out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, are you gonna be my girl? Are you gonna be my girl by Jet? Oh, okay, okay. Do 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 yeah, I always, I, I, I'm always fascinated, fascinated by those songs where it's like, it's songs, so, like I love looking at videos where it's like songs everybody knows but nobody knows the name of. I, I have, a, I have a song, I have a song that I want to know if you know the name of this. Okay. Okay, great. All right, and and you'll you'll know it. It's woo. Oh, oh, song two. Yeah, song, song two. two. Yeah, it's song two. And I did by not blur. realize. It, yeah, by Blur. I did not realize it was named song two. Which, by the way, fan fucking tastic name. 
It's it, it's yeah, that pretty... and Lump that are like my fucking favorite songs from Saints Row Four to just like fucking fly around to. I, have we ever talked about Lump on this podcast? Like our our weird. Oh no. Yeah, our our love of. I don't think we have. Yeah. Okay. So of Lump. Yeah. So I I played Saints Row Four in 2015 I, during my little trophy hunting phase. I finished the Phantom Pain and I was like, fuck. Now what? I invested so much emotion into this game and, and in my life, and I, I guess I'm not big boss. Spoilers. So now what do I do? Uh, <laughs> and so I, I, I used to go to CEX before it closed down. CEX was a, uh, a, a, a it was funny in Boston. The CEX was next to the GameStop. It's, it's like when you see a McDonald's and a Burger King door to door where it's like, you know, yeah. you know, they're competing. Like the managers are competing. The employees don't care. So, like, they were next to each other. And so I used to go to the CEX and, and hunt down games that had interesting covers but were on sale. And I really regretted there were certain games I probably could have bought that I would have liked in that era. Because, like, I passed up Drakengard 3 at a time when I probably thought that would have been the best game ever fucking made. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, so I, I, I used to go there. That's why I bought and Platinum the Order 1886 because I, like, got it for 10 bucks, returned it for 8 <laughs> Like, you know... It was just something I would do. I would go and get a game. I would, I would return it for store credit specifically. I would buy another game. And eventually the cycle broke when I bought a game that I thought I was just going to platinum and call it a day because I thought it was funny. And it was Hatsune Miku Project Eva F2. And I ended up falling in love Oops. with that game and with Miku in general. And so that's why we have this fucking show. Thanks, Phantom Pain. <laughs> it's your fault. Uh, but Thanks, Kojima. Thanks, Kojima. You got me into Miku. It ruined my life. Uh... <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I used to, I played Saints Row 4 at that time, um, on PS4, and, uh, I, you know, I, I hated all the other stations, I hated all the, the radio stations that had, like, reggae music and, and crappy, like, trap music, so I listened to the 80s and 90s channel called The Mix, had some good stuff, it had Bismarck's, uh, Just a Friend, which is just, it, that's a... <laughs> That's a fantastic karaoke song. That's a dude. That's dude, fifteen my, song. Dude, that's fifteen people crowding against the mic, all trying to sing at the same time. Song. That real, real, real quick. I just want to shout out that song is so fucking funny to me, dude. <laughs> I and it's so it good. has one of my favorite lines of all time, dude. I went to a gate to ask. Where was her dorm? This guy made me fill out a, a visitor's, visitor's form. form. No, I was going to say the exact same lyric because what an oddly specific <laughs> lyric. This marquee it's, is it's like the uh it's like the uh the Fortnite uh American boy parody Yeah, I really, yeah, which, for the record. Bang which track. for the record, I fucking love. Oh, I, I, I actually I adore it, that dude. track. Like the, the fact that the fact that people meme on it, I, I think it's because secretly they all agree that it's a fucking heater. No, I I genuinely love it unironically. Me too. But, but the best the best line of the song is when he goes, Hey broski, got some heels in a shield pot. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I just love that he that he he gives up on uh um I really want to share Chug Jug with you. We can be pro Fortnite gamers. gamers. It's like damn B. <laughs> Damn, you really, you fucking had me under your spell. You had me under your spell. And and as another sidetrack, I love the glut of memes about Tomato Town actually being a fucking- Oh my god, being de decimated. Being an actual, like, being an actual, like, Columbine-esque shootout. 
where we're like <laughs> there needs to be a memorial to Tomato Town. I dude, I just need to. I, I we should post to Twitter the Tiananmen Square photo that just says Tomato Town, nineteen sixty eight. Picture of the L.A. riots, nineteen ninety two. The end of Do the Right Thing, but it's Tomato Town. I'm just, I'm just picturing the the cyberpunk twenty seventy. Tomato Town. Highest crime rate in America. Voted the worst place to live. Why would anyone want to live here? Well, it's got some for everyone. It's like the 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 fucking corpo wars. People people chilling chug jugs. Fucking dude, just wait till chapter three where Fortnite goes cyberpunk all of a sudden. Oh, it's gonna be great. It's all sci-fi now. It's gonna be great, dude. I can't. I wait. will. I will. I will say Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven fucking sucks. But I will say the opening sting on the main theme song is really fucking funny. Oh yeah, like any any time I hear that that opening OST sting while like a glitch plays is like hysterical every time. What's it's it's one of the best trailer songs ever. First of all, it's so hyped. It's so good. It's like you almost you, you almost forget what a fucking nightmare travesty that game is. You you when you when you hear that song and see that trailer, you immediately go, "Oh, I know why everyone was tricked." Because you hear that song and you just fucking lose yourself. It's like you turn into an ape. Uh but back to lump. <laughs> this is the most disorganized episode. Ironically enough, this would uh, this would be an episode we would normally scrap. But the content has been so fucking funny it's to good. us both that we that we're not even gonna bother because we're just laughing so much. But anyways, yeah, uh, fucking uh, lump was one of the songs on the mix in Saints Row Four. This that was a local radio this isn't station. Funny. To me. This isn't funny. We had a mix, by the way. We had a mix. Did you down here? I, I like that station growing did up. Did you? So did it play? I, I'm in. Did it play song two and and just a friend? Occasionally, the idea was it was a mix of 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 pop and like older hits. Right. Okay. Okay. Was the gimmick? But but lump is is in the the song, and I'd never fucking heard this the song before. And first of all, the thing about lump is that it starts off the most aggressively a song could start. Like usually, you get like a. I mean, I, I mentioned I miss you earlier by Blink One Eighty Two, which which is a good like that's yeah. that's like a, a nice four a.m. vibe song for me. But it's like. You know, a nice, uh, nice Travis Barker uh, drum solo to start, and then you get, you know, a little, you know, little bass line. They introduce you. You get your first yeah. piano trill at the ten second mark. First time you hear the lyric is like I don't know, fifteen twenty seconds. Um, so, so it, you usually you kind of build up to a song, but in this one it's just lumps alone in a foggy marsh. marsh, and it's like instantly they instantly fucking there. Oh, I'm gonna have to really, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I have to quiet that shit down. Oh my god, dude, that actually fucking blew out my mic. I need to. Oh shit. All right, all right. Okay, okay. Sorry, I need to need to rebalance. Yeah. So it's it's just I lump just does this to me, dude. Lump is one of these return to monkey songs where we're like I hear it 
And I just, I immediately want to fucking scream the lyrics or like fucking dance like a lunatic. Cause there are songs where you like, you know, you want to move your body or a little bit like lump makes me want to like do the chicken. Do like the funky chicken or the sprinkler. Like, yeah, where it's just I, like, oh, it's just like yeah. I have to move my body as aggressively as possible. Yeah. The fucking, fucking man shopping. Like what the, the leg hop, you know, the one. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I, it just it's it's one of those it's one of those songs where you want to move in the most violent, fucking aggressive way possible. Aggressive. You you want to turn into gorilla and 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 yeah. and just like the every lyric in that song. I I think I've spent more of my life analyzing Lump than I have thinking about like the entire collective works of Immanuel Kant and Hobbes and like. Fucking. Let's do a let's do a breakdown. Yeah. Let's okay. Do a, I, I can actually do this. Breakdown. I can actually do this. Okay. Because let's go. Th- because I want everybody to know how like amazing, um, this this fucking track. Okay, is. ready. Now I want to say real real quick before we get into a, a interesting paragraph on genius. Lump is arguably um, Presidents of the U- USA's best known song. The other being Peaches. Yes. Bassist and lead vocalist for the band Chris Ballou came up with the song when he was cleaning his room while listening to a mixtape of various recordings he made. And one of them, he sang the song's outro, This is Lump Out of My Is This Lump Out of My Head, I Think So, and wrote a song around that. The song gained even more exposure when it was parodied by Weird Al Yankovic as Gump. Yes. A song about Forrest Gump. Yes. Uh, and then in twenty sixteen there was a glut of to. there was a glut of Trump. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, That's which true. ruined everything, <laughs> frankly. But And then all was wrong. Yeah, and then all was wrong. But anyway, so So it goes Lump sat alone in a boggy marsh, totally emotionless. Totally motionless for her heart. Totally motionless, except for her heart. That's why I said totally emotionless. You said emotionless. It's motionless. No, according to Genius, it says totally emotionless, except for her heart. According to this transcribe, it's motionless. Damn. I guess we have to listen to the song. Hold on. Well, well, you can't tell. This is what I hate about fucking songs, dude. <laughs> dude, so, this I, is why music I'm so sucks. bad. I'm so bad, dude. I, my favorite songs are the ones where I can only make out like a fourth of the words. Dude, that, this is a problem. So I listen to it, and he slurs the Y and and into the M. Totally motionless. So you can't tell if it's totally motionless or totally emotionless. Maybe, maybe that's the point. Maybe we should add add a uh, add an a, addendum a note to Genius. Here. Yeah, that's a good point. About how about how actually this could be motionless, as in she's literally motionless in the boggy marsh, or she uh and or she is emotionless. Th- this is the problem too, is that both of those lyrics make sense. Totally emotionless, yeah. except for her heart, is a is a sort of a. I mean, there's a there's a dichotomy to it where it's like the idea that emotions are chemicals in the brain, but the heart feels differently. We we always kind of ascri- ascribe the heart to being its own emotion or it could be totally emotionless totally motionless except for her heart where the lyric is about how she's not moving but her heart is still beating and i actually want to advocate for this motionless except for her heart reading okay i want to motion i want i want to yeah. motion for it if you will mud flowed up into lumps pajamas she totally confused all the passing piranhas so i think the song is about a deadbeat who doesn't achieve anything essentially it's about you and i sam it's a song about about fucking wastrels who have no direction and are useless 
and I think the idea is that the president of the United States singer is in love with this person who's a complete waste of human skin. And so he's sort of like insulting her, but he also he's also obsessed with her. That's why is this lump out of my head? I think so. And and I it might even be it, you could argue it's either a breakup song or a, or, or a non breakup song because the end of the song is ambi- I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, so basically she's lump. She sorry. Can we have to sing this, Sam? Okay, we have to sing this. Okay, give it to me. Three, two, one. She's love. She's love. She's love. She's in my head. She's love. She's love. She's love. She might be dead. Lump lingered last in line for brains. And the one she got was sort of rotten and insane, which is a line I fucking love. That's an incredible line. Small things so sad, sad that birds could land. Could land. Is Lump fast asleep or rocking out with the band? So I, I have a theory as well that, that this is about someone who who's kind of like a thrasher or like a metalhead. Someone who doesn't do a whole lot. But music kind of, you know, music is like the one time that they're really alive. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to the, the stuff about so, sitting totally... totally Oh, oh, I was uh, gonna say. Actually, it, this is one of the lines in, in the genius that actually has a uh, like a, a, has an, an annotation. annotation. Yeah, and it says, uh, "Lump is once again still and emotionless, just standing there at a concert." Summer of 1967, Pink Floyd were scheduled to play at the International Love and Concert. Sid Barrett was found in his dressing room, staring blankly into space. Barrett was had to be helped on stage and just stood motionless for the whole concert. Interesting. So it might be a reference to that, possibly. But but my whole thing is that like it's either it's either about music kind of you know like she's she's only alive when she listens to music but she's kind of like a wastrel and and she's sort of empty headed. Lump was limp and lonely and needed a shove. Lump slipped on a kiss and tumbled, tumbled into, into love. love. She spent her twenties between between the sheets and this this lyric hits like a fucking truck. And life limped it's along long, at subsonic speeds. speeds. I can relate to that. So fucking hard. I think I think the, the lyric that makes me feel the most red in the world, the lyric where I'm like, did you have to fucking do this to me? Is um is Fall Out Boy Saturday when uh Patrick Stump sings, and I'm coasting on potential towards the wall at a hundred miles an hour. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Where it's just like you have so much potential and you're just fucking sitting here. <laughs> you're doing nothing but fucking coasting on it. I'm like, fuck you. Patrick Stump, you fucking piece of garbage. Fucking gotcha. Composer fucking Willie's Wonderland. Fucking asshole. Fucking Grey's Anatomy actor, motherfucker. Um, yeah, so so that that's that lyric fucking hits me. But yeah, basically she's a wastrel. And and she's kind of like one of these like deadbeat twenty somethings who who is it I think like in the music world or like, you know, someone that, that the lead singer would interact with. Yeah, although it's although I would say she's in her thirties at, at at the start of the song singing because it's because he says she spent her twenties between the sheets. So I'm assuming she's in her. That's 30s yeah, now. that's fair. Yeah, okay, she spent her twenties between the sheets. Yeah, so she basically she's like sort of a hedonistic music person. She lives for only a couple things, which is music and sex. Yeah, and and she doesn't really do a lot. The idea of like she tripped on a kiss and stumbled into love is like, 
I, I think possibly a reference to like you know to to the to the singer's own relationship with Lump. Lump, of course, being a, a character in his own life. And then he says, "Is this Lump out of my head?" I think so. Repeats three times. Yeah, uh, no, twice. And then he goes, "Is this Lump out of my head?" And then the song just ends. It's ambiguous, right? It's sort of like uh, you know, it it, it it's like a cut to black. Yeah, for, you know, it's like the ending of The Sopranos. Yeah, and it does just end too, which is great. Yeah, it just ends. There's no, there's no like whatever. So I think it's this idea of like he's asking, "Am I over this girl? Am I over this girl? Am I over this girl?" I don't know. And and you could you could al- almost say like, uh, "I think so." And then it ends on a down note. So maybe it's like, "I think so." I don't know. Yeah, that's my interpretation of lump. I meanwhile there are songs by fucking masters of the craft, fucking acid rap by fucking Major Lazer, whoever the fuck did that song. Uh, <laughs> Trey songs. I, I, that's not Major Lazer did definitely not do acid rap. I think that's uh, Tyler the oh, Creator. Chance. Chance the rapper did acid rap. Yeah, like the like Kendrick Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar's to pimp a butterfly. Kendrick like Butterfly, that, dude. Kendrick, Kendrick Butterfly's butterfly. to pimp a Lamar, dude. Uh, I, I, that, dude, that are I, way more respectable. I, I, I think there is someone out here who just shot themselves in the last after the last thirty <laughs> seconds of what we just just fucking said. Our clown. My ass. dad. My dad just fucking killed himself. My dad is the biggest hip hop guy in the world, and he's taught me—he taught me everything I know about hip hop, and I still make these. Fucking Which apparently music. isn't much. Well, you remember? I mean, I talked about the. Oh no, that episode got cut. Um, where I was talking about the the five pillars of hip hop in relation to oh oh Friday wait a night minute, I figured and, it out. I figured so. I figured this out. I figured this out, and you know where I figured it out? In the Jet where? Set Radio Future song "Rocking the Mic" by the Prunes. Because okay. he opens the song with saying four elements. There's DJing, there's breaking, is in break dancing, there's break graffiti, dancing, yeah. and then yeah. there's the MC. So those are the four. But then, then the, the, there's an arguable fifth and sixth one. Fifth is doing the knowledge, which I mentioned. Uh, do I mentioned on this <laughs> scrapped episode? Uh, yeah, fifth means just know your history, know know your stuff. Yeah. Be aware of who did what. Know who to respect. Know know where everyone's from. Know who to rep. Know who to diss. Um, it's it's just it, like everybody. There are certain names everyone should know, and you should know their discography. You should know what they did. You should know where they came from. Um, and I... and then some people will argue that the sixth pillar should be beatboxing. I that see. beatboxing should be amended. Be respected into the into in the, the into the the five pillars of hip hop. I can I I I'm so here's the deal. I'm pro beatboxing being represented pillar i am anti uh know your knowledge and not no, you, to say you can't it, and not I'm, to say i'm sorry this fucking cracker wrong. out here fucking this fucking cracker out here saying that that, that fucking hip-hop needs to be amended no to his fucking taste motherfucker here no no listen to what i'm trying to fucking say here i'm not saying that that know your know your know your stuff should not be considered a pillar of hip-hop because that's not his skill that's not a. But that's it's not anything. That should but be. But that's an, the thing. Like, that's it's not saying it's. I'm not saying it's not important. I think it's really important. You should know your shit about anything if you want to be a part of something cool. Like you know, I, I play a lot of video games because I want to be up on everything. You know, that's been my fucking path, right? But right. like, I, I'm not. I'm not better. I'm not. Be- I'm not a better writer 
just because I've played all this stuff. It's a it's no, an that's, element but that's, that's not important. the point. But Th- that's not the point, though. The, the point of the five elements of hip hop is is that those are elements that if you think of hip hop as a fandom or as a culture, those are the five elements that you can bring yourself into that will get recog- that you will get you recognized as a head, a head, a hip hop head. I yeah. see. So, so like, you you can have no skill in music, no skill in DJing, no skill in breakdancing, no skill in graffiti, but still be part of the hip hop culture because you're a hip hop historian. I see. That's the thing. You oh, have to care okay. and you have to love. Very so like, similar to yeah. like, similar to like, I would say most people in the FGC are probably would fall into like the doing the knowledge crew. Uh, yeah, they play the games. They might not be particularly great or, or amazing or top tier, but they participate in their locals and they do the knowledge and they know what's up. The, that's the point. the The idea of doing the knowledge is that is is that it acknowledges that hip hop is not just an art but a culture, and 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 a people, uh, and and that being able to to respect the culture and and bring something into the culture by just keeping it alive, by passing on information, by being up on things, by knowing things, that should be counted as a pillar of the culture as well. Because again, like you could be like us and and just say the words Kendrick Butterfly. When you're trying to explain, when you're trying to reference to pimp a butterfly by Kendrick Lamar, yeah. Uh, so that that's kind of the big thing, is that uh, being being ahead means knowing your shit, uh, or or one of the things that that can allow you to be ahead is knowing your shit. But ideally, everyone will do the knowledge. That's kind of something that a lot of hip hop, like really old hip hop, you know, people will advocate for. Um, clearly, I did the knowledge. Which is why my my main break in point for rap music is Mad World. <laughs> You're such a <laughs> fucking nerd, dude. I know, dude. That's the thing. I know all this shit. I just don't care. <laughs> I know all this shit, and I'd rather analyze the lyrics to lump. Fucking Lupe Fiasco is out here doing fucking Kick Push, which, by the way, is an amazing song artistically. But I don't give a shit because Lump is playing on the radio in Saints Row 4 while I'm shooting a fireworks gun at a prostitute and a porta potty that's attacking me in this game that I'm not even playing for anything besides digital trophies. I'm such a fucking waste, dude. I'm a waste. I'm a lump. I'm a fucking lump. You're coasting on potential, heading towards a wall at 100 miles Shut an hour, Miles. Shut the fuck up, Sam! Oh, can we talk about Mean Creek? Oh, oh my god. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> now, let me just say, I, I just want to begin this. That, like, I'm not the biggest fan of film. As in, I don't seek out movies actively. Very rarely will you catch me going to Amazon Prime to search for a movie, to look it up, to rent, and to watch it and enjoy it. Most of the time, I will go to YouTube or just play a game when I want to kill some time. Or watching anime movies are, like, so fucking low on the goddamn list. Unless it's the fucking Snyder Cut. Unless it's the Snyder Cut, then I will fucking show up day one for that shit. And I will also show the fuck up to watch Mean Creek. 
I went out of my way to watch Mean Creek, Miles. And I'm assuming you did not watch Mean Creek for the artistic value and the high Rotten Tomatoes score. Fuck no. I watched it so I can hear Josh Peck say fuck. Josh Peck of Drake and Josh. Okay, by the way, Sam, are we going to do this segment uncensored? Are we going to break our own rules? It's, I guess we have to. We because have we kind of have to, yes. So, so Josh Peck was in a film in 2004 called Mean Creek, directed by Bobcat Goldthwait or someone. I don't fucking know who made the film. Mean Creek uh, stars Josh Peck as a kid with autism, and he is a bully. He's like a mean kid with autism. He's he's mean and he has autism, <laughs> which you can do. I do it all the time. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, so... So then this boy who's bullied by him, his older brother comes up with a plan. Comes up with a plan, says, we're going to take him on a canoe out, out to the lake. We're going we're, we're gonna to invite him out. Say, hey, you know, it's, it's your birthday. Let's have some fun. Um, and we're going to have him go skinny dipping. We're going to encourage him to go skinny dipping. We're going to steal his clothes, and we're going to make him walk home naked. You know, innocent prank, right? Yeah. Well, not innocent. It's, I was, about, I was wait a minute. I was about to say, Jesus Christ, Well, dude. it's innocent compared to what ends up happening in the film. Yeah. Um, spoilers. He fucking dies. Dies. Uh, he drowns. You know. So so basically, they're they're out on their canoe, and the thing about it is, while they're hanging out with him, they realize that they actually really like him. He's a he's a good guy, and he's just misunderstood. He's angry because he's got autism. Um, and and people, you know, people don't yeah, who really wouldn't? understand him. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be angry if I had autism now, wouldn't I? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. You wonder why I get on here fucking screaming the mic like an asshole. <sighs> autism because autistic anger so so josh pack of mean creek uh is is in the canoe and they reveal the plan to him because they his brother uh the brother of the 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 kid who was bullied uh is like i still don't like you and i still want to fucking do the prank and everyone's like we didn't we don't want to we're sorry and they're really apologetic <laughs> and of course josh pack's character is is really hurt but yeah. i think his name is george yeah george uh, he's really Tooney. hurt by this uh, do you, you fucking know his name? I, I looked it up. Okay, good. It delivers one of the most incredible fucking monologues of all time, and I want I want to go over the slurs in this monologue because, first of all, no one can say fuck like Josh Peck. He is I, so yeah. good at it. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Clyde. Oh, you, and it's like. So, so the first thing is is that he says, "You're a lion, son of a bitch, Sam." Sam is also in the film. Yes, we got an autistic and we got a Sam. Wow, oh, this is like the movie of our life. Yep, and 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 we say <laughs> this is like the movie of our life. Uh, so, um, so, so he says, "You're a lion and son of a bitch, Sam," and I hope you fucking go to hell. And it's like, damn. And then a girl named Millie tries to argue with him, and he goes, "Shut the." Fuck up, Millie, you stupid Jap yep. cunt. And Jap cunt, um, uh, uh, Jap is in Jewish American princess, not not Japanese person. Jewish American princess, yeah. Jap, Jap is its own thing. I guess we didn't realize it was offensive yet. Oopsie. We still say it, which is unfortunate. Like Jewish people still say Jewish American princess pretty regularly. Um, but it's relatively obscure wait, to wait, other wait, people. Hold, wait, wait, hold on, wait. So Jewish people say. Say Jewish American princess often. Yeah, a Jewish American princess or a Jap is is specifically the daughter of a Jewish person who is like rich, well off, 
and is kind of set for a good career path and is like catty and upper and class upper class. yeah and up, upper class like have you ever seen crazy ex-girlfriend great mm. show if you've never seen it no no but i but i i i'm familiar with the archetype yeah, well, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is a, is a really good show, um, the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and how she's, like, just mentally ill and not, like, insane. Um, it's sort of, like, about humanizing that character. But she is she's Jewish and, and works at a law firm, and she, like, is on antidepressants and her life is miserable because her mom kind of, like, reared her into this career of success she didn't want to go into. That's a lot of Jewish-American princesses. And one of the, the things about it is it's a musical and there's a great song. Which is the Jap rap battle, which is uh, which is just a catty song by two Jewish American princess lawyers sneering at each other with Yiddish in it, and it's fucking fantastic. Please watch this show. Okay, it's fucking awesome. It's such a good show. But yeah, so he calls her a Jap cunt, and then one of the kids, Clyde, has two has has I almost said two gay dads, which I guess you can't do. They're just two dads. You can't have. I mean, you can have two gay dads, but at that point, it's just redundant. It's just that he has two dads. Of course they're gay. I mean, unless they're steps. I don't fucking care. Moving on. Anyways, he's got two dads. Two dads who are married. And yeah. so then he, he fucking throws out the best insult, or like the best fuck I've ever heard in my life. Like, if I had to rate the top Shut ten. Shut the fuck up, Clyde. It's so hot, dude. It's so If I had powerful. to rate the top ten fucks in anything he goes shut the fuck up clyde and 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 i have spent my entire life i've spent my entire life trying to replicate the power of that fuck every time i say fuck it i'm drawing i'm drawing from a well of josh peck inside of me and has been planted there years ago shut the fuck up clyde Hi. it's like the most incredible fuck ever caught and then as if one f word wasn't was enough, enough he hits us with we the other the one second one he hits, he hits it's what we call the one two straight more like the one two gay because he hits you with a fucking shut the fuck up clyde you and it's yeah. just like damn b it's yeah it's damn. pretty it's a pretty 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 fucking crazy scene not gonna it's lie. actually fucking insane and, and like by the way and i just fucking bang my knee on the desk 95 percent of rotten tomatoes by the way yeah no this is a great film <laughs> like i we're making it sound like a meme but this scene is really good um and it's very emotional it's just funny because josh peck is josh peck and, 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 and also peck, specifically this was shot either the summer 2004 the summer yeah, before for drake and josh so it's yes. it's not like it's not like josh peck in a fucking movie now saying fuck no this is young ass josh peck from drake and josh era fat as fuck saying shut the fuck up clyde fucking great dude it's so fucking good yeah so he he really he really hits him with that with that one two straight hits him with the other f word yeah and uh Calls him a skinny butt muncher. <laughs> oh, oh no! I'm forgetting the best part where where he he says he hates how he has two gay dads. He goes, I don't want to hear about your f***ing fairy fathers and how their assholes work. Okay, it it makes me sick, sick. and I I fucking hope you fucking I hope to fucking God they fucking die of f***ing disease. And it's just like, and then the best part is is he just goes. Yeah, and then it cuts off. The scene on YouTube cuts off, and it goes to that, like, 
you remember those old movie channels that just would upload oh, like movie clips seven yeah, out of yeah, ten. Yeah, it, 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 it goes to the end screen. Yeah. The end slate. The end slate is what it goes. Yeah, it goes to the end slate. So it's just like doodly doodly, and it just fucking you just you're just left there. You're just left there to ruminate on Josh Peck yelling at you. We're gonna reminded me, Miles, to link this clip. Uh, in the episode description, because I really want people to see this. Uh, oh, it's so this good. Shit's, this shit's I mean, we've, we've spoiled it, and yet we haven't. We haven't. Because you really because don't you, know it until you see it. You Like, I, again, I cannot muster the strength that Josh Peck has when he says, fuck, I've tried. I've spent my whole life trying, and I just can't because he's so powerful, dude. Oh my god, man! I, dude, I, 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 so I should. Someone should. In by someone, I mean probably me. Should re-edit that <laughs> scene to where he goes. Because, uh, because what the fuck? What's the first one he does? What's the first insult you're a, he throws? You're a fucking lying son of a bitch, Sam. Yeah, I hope you're you fucking a, go yeah, to hell. It's like you're a fucking lying son of a bitch, Sam, and I hope you go to hell. And then all you hear is. And it's the only thing they fear is you from fucking Doom Eternal. <laughs> Speaking of actually Doom Eternal, play. this is this is a great launching point. Oh hell yeah, launching point. You been playing it? Because uh, no, I started Doom instead. Oh okay, sounds good. Twenty sixteen, not nineteen ninety four. Uh, yeah, no, it is a fucking great game. And by the way, Sam, it happened again. It truly, truly, it happened again. The Miles J curse. If I come on here, I have something positive to say Uh-oh. about a new work, and and then I I get there and I go, oh, this fucking sucks. Dude, don't fucking do this to Doom. Don't do. No, this it's to not Doom. Doom. It ain't Doom. It okay. ain't Doom. It's Prey. Okay. I'm 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 okay. I'm fine with this. I'm I, this yeah. No, Doom. Doom. Here's the thing. I did not like. I did not like Doom on the PS4. And the reason I didn't like Doom on the PS4 is just because I felt so limited with a stick. I and I knew. I knew it's not this fucking game's fault, okay? It's just not. Like, this game is clearly designed to be faster than I am able to be with a stick. It's just not its fault. And, and, not, uh, and not only that, too, that game also is, at, like, especially fucking Eternal. Doing 2016, you get away with this. Eternal, you cannot. Like, you have to use the fucking... You need to bind the wep- all eight weapons to eight separate fucking yeah. keys if you want to stand a chance on the harder difficulties because you need that quick-swapping for combos and shit. Um, yeah, and, and so, like, for me, I just... I was like, when I get a PC, I'll revisit it. The game's fucking awesome. I don't really feel like talking about it that much right now. But it's it's my... Uh, I'm moving away from it because, man, prayed fucking did it again. Fucking did that thing that all games do. So how how did Prey hurt you this time? Um, well, I did not finish it, but I was spoiled that the finale of the game is an MGS1 level heat the key, freeze the key scenario where you just fucking backtrack and get a bunch of shit, and it's it makes the game twice as long for no good reason, and there's no new content. It's awful. The thing about Prey is first fantastic first hour, fantastic first hour as as everyone probably knows. Uh, you know, it's great, it's scary, the monsters are scary, you don't have a whole lot of health, you you have very few resources. But crafting fucking ruined gaming, crafting fucking ruined these games, because you just fucking pick up every fucking piece of trash you see, you fucking collect it. You stockpile the shit out of it so you can make fucking neuromods and shotgun shells. And then it's like, 
I'm literally like the game's a fucking looter shooter. Like at a certain point, dude, the game's literally a looter shooter. Where you're like, okay, great, I have 15 banana peels. I can break that down and turn that into 25 glue gun bolts. Yeah. So that I can fucking freeze enemies and hit them with the wrench. So that I preserve more fucking ammo. Like, dude, the moment that you that you upgrade to the surgeon skill, so you can like cut out neuromod tumors or like uh, typhon tumors, the game fucking ends. The game is over because it's fucking free from that point on. Um, normally, like, exotic material is really hard to come by and you can't forge neuromods that easily. You have to find them. So you really have to be careful what neuromods you pick. But in this case, it's like, this game is just fucking Bioshock. Like, it has the exact same problems that Bioshock has, where it gives you a wrench and then some kind of supplementary weapon that deals extra damage with the wrench, so you're going to always want to use the wrench. And then when you get a shotgun, it's the fucking best weapon in the game, so you just use the wrench and the shotgun. And you have all these... But unlike Bioshock, it doesn't have a stupid weapon pool of like, oh, there's a bow dart gun. Very cool. It also does damage. It has like a lot of cool guns. Like you can you can shoot a little, a, a nerf gun and it's like a distraction item. It's like throwing a magazine in MGS or um, oh, I see. I see. a noisemaker arrow. But the problem is that you'll never fucking want to distract these enemies because it, you always have triple digit shotgun ammo when you can fabricate that. And And the other problem is that shotgun ammo costs three metal units and one organic unit or not one organic unit one synthetic unit right okay where are two synthetic units whereas uh handgun ammo costs three metal and one synthetic unit so you're never going to want the handgun ammo literally ever because yeah. handgun ammo i think the the max damage it can do without a critical hit is 11 and the max the minimum shotgun damage is 40 yeah it's like, why, who the that's... fuck balanced this game? Yeah, uh, I fucking hate this shit in games, dude. Because I'm with you, dude. Once, I remember when I when I saw gameplay for the first time of uh, of Animal Crossing New Horizons, and I saw that game at fucking crafting, I'm like, we've gone too fucking far. That even Animal Crossing is fucking crafting now. What's, what's really funny, too, is like Breath of the Wild, you think, is going to have crafting. And it and doesn't. It, like, doesn't. Yeah, it's just like you collect all these fucking spare parts to either cook or to cash them in somewhere, or because an NPC is going to want you to sell them, right? Yeah. Like, or they might need them for a side quest. Like, the whole point of collecting these things is to eventually trade them in for something more lucrative. Uh, that That's why you, you collect a billion choo-choo jellies. Or, yeah, you know, and you could, like, go to the monster shop and make shit like that, but for the most part, the reason you collect monster guts and things like that is for armor upgrades, or because someone's going to be like, hey, I need 50 Moblin guts. If you do that, I'll give you 500 rupees. It's like, that's a fucking steal. That's a fucking steal. It's like, it's just, what the fuck? Mario Odyssey should have had fucking crafting, dude. Fucking Mario Odyssey. It's like, fucking throw your cap. Fuck, oh, I got I got three seashells. I can fucking craft that into a, into a new jump. Dude, <laughs> fucking fucking dude, go to the jump store. Tra just... Trade in synthesize my seashells and then and then buy the 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 quadruple double jump can i drop a can i drop a fucking gamer rant right now yeah of course you, you just you just re you just reminded me talking about you know crafting and, and mario odyssey and all this shit and uh, and this is a conversation i've i've had quite a bit recently with friend of the show uh, tom's second look uh, listen to our 64 Nintendo game bracket from a few months I'm ago. I'm sorry about Earthbound, by the way, guys. I'm, I, I clowned. I clowned. All right, fine, that's all dude. I needed to say. It's fine. Whatever, it's fine. whatever I, game I beat to it, totally probably deserved Fucking it. Fucking Wind Waker did not deserve to beat Earthbound. I clowned. 
whatever. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't care for either of those games very much. Um, yeah, I just, I just want, I just want to put it out there. I just want to put it out there. I clown. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Regardless, I, we've been speaking a lot, and I've been ranting about how it, I, fucking. Why does it feel like? If if a, like a game just does not get respect anymore, and I'm talking I'm talking from like not just I'm not talking mainstream game press here. It's kind of them, but like it's mainly this subsect of people I see on fucking Twitter and forums and shit. The few for a gaming forums that still exist, where it's like if your game is not a third person behind the back open world and or linear based game of any kind you are a lesser game and it, it and the pool of the lesser genres is fucking expanding because like you look at something like final fantasy 7 remake right which i'm not this is no judgment on the actual game's quality i don't i haven't played it i'm gonna play intergrade i'm looking forward to it I'll be playing. I'll be finishing Final Fantasy VII original though before I do that. For the record, um, Final Fantasy VII original '97 comes out, game changing, fucking incredible, fucking game. Really shapes the PS One, shapes a lot of people's uh, interest in, in games. Very important and well beloved. Miles, I know it's one of your favorites. I know it's uh, it's on your it top twenty five. It is a couple of listeners of the show. that It's one of their favorites as well, yeah. Yeah, so everybody fucking loves this game, and it sounds like rightfully so. And that's a fucking turn-based RPG. You you look at the remake of it, and it's a completely different fucking game. It's a completely different type of type of game. It's a fucking action game. I mean, it's an action RPG, but it's still it's still an action game. They radically change it. You even look at Resident Evil uh, Remake 2, a game I liked quite a bit, honestly. Again, again, fundamentally just different, different game, different experience. And I feel like games that aren't shaped in this mold are being seen as like lesser or not as cool or not as hyper interesting. And I feel like so many people are missing out on genuinely great games that they aren't playing because I don't like racing games. I don't like RPGs. I don't like, you know, isometric games, whatever. And it's like, motherfuckers, you guys are missing out. Y'all are missing out on some of the medium's best games by just refusing to play this shit. I, I, will, I will say this much. It is actually really, really hard to sell gameplay from certain angles. And I, I don't mean angles like marketing angles. I literally mean camera angles. There are some games that, that like, it's just so much easier when your camera is zoomed out. Like, that fucking Breath of the Wild, like, title screen that everyone fucking loves so much. Yeah. When he, when he runs out on the cliff... Uh, it pans out, you see the entire, th- you know, see the entire world. Like, that, that's your ad for the game. It you is. don't need to say any more. Yeah. Like, all right, I know what Breath of the Wild is. I'm going to play it. I don't need to know the mechanics. I see the world. It looks awesome. I'm in, dude. I'm there. Or like, or like, yeah, like, you know, you see, you see someone, you know, you see someone advertising Death Stranding. It's just a fucking picture of the landscape or the mountain or something. And you're like, great, I'm in. Like, yeah, honestly. There are some games that. God of War, same thing. You you fucking show them in like you know like him and his his arm around his son in this big Norse landscape out there. It's like fucking nice. Okay, I get the game. I know what this is. Fantastic. And and for me, it's just one of these things where if I see a, a 2D game, like you really your trailer really better be good at at explaining to me what the fucking mechanics of this game are because like aesthetically, I'm not gonna buy it on the aesthetics alone. 
and that, and that's the big thing. Like there are just certain games where I don't know, man. Where, like you really good. need to sell. You really need to sell the gameplay. I agree. For certain genres. Oh, I, I, um, I that I that I agree with. I just feel like it's, well, like it's, like for example, like Ori, Ori, Will of the Wisps. Yeah. Is like that's a beautiful looking game. I'm not going to fucking buy it if the gameplay doesn't interest me. But it's a great I'm, example of a game that got a lot of buzz because it looks so good and because the and all the pre previews and demos were really well received and people really liked it. Well, well um, sure, but like for example, this is just a me thing. Like okay. this is just a me thing because because that game obviously got revered as beautiful. There's there's a lot there's been a lot of these games that Yeah, you're not going like, to play um, Owlboy just because it looks just because the pixel art's good. Owlboy is a good example. Um uh valiant hearts another another good example yeah ub arts game yeah that ub arts game um where it's like you see the trailer for rayman legends and rayman origins it's fucking rayman running he's smacking his friends up the music's like doo -doo 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 -doo. it's like a vonage ad like yeah oh it's so fucking good i love yeah I it's like okay i get games. it this is fun this is fun i i want to play this whereas like if you tried to sell that game on just the art style, people would be like, okay, well, that's weird. What is Rayman? Like, if they'd never seen Rayman before, which yeah. a lot of people at that point hadn't. You know, Rayman had been away for so long because of the rabbits. Um, the last time he appeared in, like, a real fucking game prior like to that. like, three, was, like, right? Eight years ago. Yeah, yeah Rayman 3. He, I believe Ray, Raving Rabbids is a first-person game for the Wii. Like, it's it's just one of those things where, where you don't even see his fucking face in that yeah. game. So, so if you hadn't seen Rayman in a while, which many probably hadn't, you see that and you're like, this looks fun. There are only a handful of games where you can just really sell, like, the aesthetic appeal of it. Because really, the best you could do with Final Fantasy is kind of entice people with the promise of the story. Like, make the story seem interesting. I'm really interested in FF16, not just for the gameplay, but for what I see of the story. But that's that's obviously hard. You know, you you have to you, you kind of have to really know your own story well enough to sell it. And it's hard to sell a 2D story when you don't have these really good like trailer lines, right? Um that you can just like drop over any clip in the timeline and edit it over it. Like again, you know, there there's a there's there's a great line of Impa in Breath of the Wild where she's literally just fucking sitting in her lounge chair cuz he's 900 years old and she's like, "You must go through high and find the four divine beasts you know it's just one of those things and of course it's it's spoken it's a spoken line um so nintendo is able to just drop that audio clip over a trailer of link riding on a horse with a very fucking distant camera showing the entire world and yeah. it's like great i know what the fuck it is like do you remember the, f the first trailer for xenoblade chronicles x where it's just them fucking oh, fuck. running around landscapes oh, it, and it, it's like the coolest it, it's amazing amazing trailer yeah it's the coolest trailer ever. And you're just like, all right, I'm in. You just can't do that with, with games that aren't like that. And so ironically enough, I would argue that, that the reason that that is happening, this kind of lesser games pool is happening, is because it's harder to make hype trailers for it. Yeah. I, but like, but but I disagree because, but like, let me give you a great example of of some of some uh, a couple games that I think have genuinely had some pretty fucking great trailers. Mortal, Mortal Kombat. And fucking Guilty Gear Strive, I think, are two games recently that have had some pretty, like, banger fucking trailers or whenever fucking anything Neverrealm does and they drop a trailer for something that's fucking pretty hot and pretty pretty hype. I, I think the difference is that fighting games are still an institution and everyone still knows them. And you know what you're getting with a fighting game. Like, what, what, I, what I mean is it's, it's like, it's kind of hard to sell XCOM. Right? Yeah. Because the appeal of XCOM specifically is not that it's a turn-based combat system. The appeal of XCOM is that it's a game where the odds are stacked against you. 
and and you are rolling the dice in this very chance-based difficult strategy game where every decision's got to fucking count and you can't fucking take chances cuz let me tell you something a 30% hit rate is gonna hit it just happens um like you you have to be able to sell that part or like darkest dungeon like the darkest yeah. dungeon trailer like is so oppressive and they really hammer in like this is a, a this is a lovecraftian fucking horror descent into madness you are going to lose that's yeah. why this that's why prepare to die was so successful yeah because even though dark souls is is a beautiful game it's very contemplative it's very somber you could have sold that game as as a guy with his nightly footsteps that along the ground because that the sound of footsteps in that game oh, is just so, so satisfying. It's amazing. Nice and crunchy. That, yeah, and, crunchy and, and the clank. It's the fucking clank of the armor that always gets they, me. They could have sold that game as, as just a, a knight walking through an area. Just, ch -ch -ch. you know, you show Anna Rolando, the big sun over Anna Rolando. It's him walking. Some some brief, like, combat trailer stuff, you know, with him doing getting, like, a backstab and a parry, right? Like, you know, some basic stuff, like... um. And really, really emphasize the story and the the uh, environment and the immersive elements of the game. But instead, they you know they have Ornstein and Smout. Ornstein fucking smashes the ground, oh, and it's just like God. yeah, and it's just like you will lose your souls dozens and dozens of fucking times. Like they show show someone getting fucking swiped by a dragon. Quelag's huge fucking titties bouncing. Yeah, fucking hits you with a sword, and it's just like, no matter how many times you get up, you will fall. Are you up for the challenge? And and it's just, it's like, oh yeah, I'm fucking I'm up ready. For the I'm in, Fuck bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And meanwhile, the game is is you know it's it's more quiet and contemplative and somber than the trailer, where the trailer's just got this music that's oh, 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 oh you know, it's, uh, it's just this big like epic thing have do you remember, have you seen the original ocarina of time trailer uh no actually the TV i don't spot think I have. where it's like it, it it literally i've seen the orange fanta spot i've seen the orange fanta ocarina of time spot. the orange fanta spot is the best one but the, the trailer has all these like action lines will you sink or swim and it's you know it's link drowning or sink or swim he's in the water temple it's like will you fight or fall you know show, show him with the, sh the sword and the shield circling an enemy and it's just like meanwhile ocarina of time is like this kind of cheery relatively it's not easy easy but it, it's you're not gonna die in that game all that much not not once you get past the fire temple pretty much yeah and on your third third or fourth playthrough you'll you'll never see a death screen ever again i might actually i might do a playthrough of that game i might do a three hearts playthrough of that game because as much as i like the side quests in that game and the exploration like i could i could go without it to just like have that extra challenge again you know yeah i could I yeah that's that, but... that's good it seems like it could be fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, so you, there are certain games you just have to sell a certain way. And, and like, those third-person over-the-shoulder games are really, really easy to sell because you can just pan the fucking camera out, show your characters fucking running down a beautiful environment. And, of course, you show a cutscene where where attractive people are, are quipping at each other. Sam, by the way, the, the um, fucking Red Letter Media review of the Snyder Cut came out the other day. Uh-oh. It came out this morning. Did night, Mike actually. did Mike end up liking it as you predicted? All three of them liked it. Oh, <gasps> I know. You were How right. joyous! You're vindicated. How fucking joyous, dude! They they didn't love it, but they were like, "Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good film, and it's a lot better on the back of the theatrical cut." But Nobody God damn, love dude, this movie. I, dude, I I I am eating mad crow. I'm eating mad crow over saying that the the Justice League cut 
is passable. I was fucking wrong. I told oh my you. God. I told the, you, man. The trailer clips that they show, or the, the clips that they show from that movie are so painful and it's really funny too because joss whedon has one of those like forced feminism moments that he that he put in to hide the fact that he was he was sexually assaulting women or whatever he was doing Uh oh yeah no well uh, no joss whedon was he was cheating on his wife with younger women and with uh, specifically women on his crew and his set so it's really funny how he has like all these like cool feminist moments with like amy adams as lois lane and then meanwhile he's in the back macking on a 17 year old girl Oh man, dude! That's what we call it's called hiding in plain sight. It would, it would be like if if R. Kelly had had a video of him like popping champagne and like it flowing onto a girl. <laughs> you know, it's it's so you know it's it, it's so it's so funny. Like like nothing screams twenty seventeen more than it's like yep the year is twenty seventeen. Uh, everybody is still likes Josh Whedon for avengers and thinks surely he'll do a good job on justice league no yeah no that was the end dude that that was it like once that movie tanked and like there was a chink in the armor his fucking wife was like it's time to put out the expose i'm tweeting the thread now she's just she's got her got her got her fingers on the computer i'm almost tweeting the thread i need 10 more minutes we don't have 10 more minutes well, make some time. You know, it's like I don't know who the fuck is Ben Affleck is is assisting her. He's fighting ninjas in the background. She's uploading the thread. She's like typing super fast. I'm I'm almost I'm almost uploading the thread. I just I have to upload the feet pics. I have to find the feet pics. Feet pics. Yeah, I gotta find the the. You DMs. couldn't have found the feet pics earlier if you've got time to complain. I've recently kind of du- like have delved delved deep. You know, delved knuckle knuckle deep in. Um, to the super best friends play lore. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I I just because I've been getting recommended Castle Super Beast clips for like ever, and I started watching them, and I really fucking enjoy that show. Uh, it's it's like our show if it was five hours long. Um, and also had a video component. And also had a video component. Yeah, and also them, and also one of them was actually black instead of a fucking mud blood. <laughs> Instead of, instead of instead of a fucking no, orc, <laughs> actual mulatto. Holy shit! And they're both from Canada. Oh, are they Canadian? I didn't know. Yeah, that. all 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 three of the, the them were. Uh, yeah, Hot City Miku's crack house, but socialist. <laughs> We pissed off so many socialists with this by saying that. <laughs> I hear them. I hear them, dude. Sam, you're, you're the one who's out here every week like, I'm a capitalist. I'm an ardent capitalist. You piss them off by existing. You piss them off by having beliefs. True. True. It do, in fact, be like that. It do, in fact, be like that. But yeah, I've been listening to, the, to her show a lot. I like it just because they're fucking real ones. They they've like they've just been playing games for a long time, but they're into really cool shit, and they 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 hype up and they and they promote good games. So that shit's good, and I enjoy listening to them. They're fucking they're crazy and they're great. Um, but yeah, dude, be, let's plays would be fucking fun if the two of us did fucking um, let's play content. I wish it. I wish there was still a fucking market for it on on YouTube. Yeah, we we would have we would have definitely done well in in the Game Grumps era, like early two thousand ten. Yeah, I think you know. so. Um, 
That'd be if we were great. ourselves at the time, yeah, like, as we are now, yeah. Miles, do you ever think about? Because I remember I was I was thinking I, I've been like you always get to hear the conversations like if you can go back and speak to your previous self or whatever if you can have a conversation with your your past self from ten years ago I'm like dude thirteen year old Sam Kingma would fucking hate twenty three year old Sam Kingma like genuinely I, yeah. And do you, I, I would think, you think, think that would be the same for you? I don't know. It's hard to say. I think I think I would have to know how to approach thirteen year old Miles. Thirteen year old Miles had a really big ego up until I mean I had a big ego up until I was like twenty one, roughly. Um, where I just I, I was like my my way is the right way. I you know, I, I have to stay true to myself. I, I can't you know I can't let anyone tell me anything. I can't take people's advice, like unless they're, you know, people I respect. Um and, and that's very different now. I, I I listen to everyone and I and I really try to respect other people and, and um and and I, I take I take input from everywhere and everyone I can and if someone has an opinion I don't agree with I really try to hear them out and I really try to respect it. Um, I just was I literally was not capable of that when I was thirteen, um, and so I think I would just have to approach him the right way. I would I would have to first of all I'd have to lean down. I would I, I would probably patronize him too much. The problem is I would like I would put my hands on my knees, bend down. Hey buddy, like literally it's like that. It's like a what what not to do when speaking with a short person. Oh, yeah, pick, pick him up by his arm. Pick up little Miles by his armpits. <laughs> yeah, I just think like... So, dude, you know what I want now? If, if we have any artists listening to the show, which we don't because we pissed them off with a rant about, about how they're lazy. About how they're um, lazy and, and poor. They steal my money. <laughs> yeah, lazy, poor, and they steal my money. Um, which, by the way, happened somewhat recently, a couple, couple months ago. I commissioned someone... Uh, and they didn't get fucking get back to me. Dude, and, and like, this is, dude, difficult. and this is why I am like, this is this is why I'm like, ideally, I'll give you a fourth up front, and I'll give you the the rest when when everything's said and done, because yeah, um, it's so fucking for vanish. real. Because it's so it's so easy for them, even with fucking fifty percent, to just fucking bail. That yeah, so so that that happened again. It always does. But for the most part, I, I've had nothing but very positive experiences. See, here here's the thing that you do now. All right, here's the thing you do, Sam. Yeah, is that if someone's like, "Hey, contact me via email," you go, "I can't." Do you have Discord? And that way, they can't fucking escape. They're online, and, they, and you see them, and you see them, you pass them all. Yeah, all they fucking. Hey, so you're playing. Hey, servers. so you're playing Yakuza Zero, bro, buddy. See, yeah. so you're playing. How much does that game cost? Hey, see, so how much does that game cost? Hey, so you're playing Stardew Valley, huh? Where'd you get that? Yeah. How much? How much you pay for that one? Oh, Doom Eternal. That's nice. Just came out. Just came out a year ago. That you know, it's not even on sale yet. How'd you get it? How'd you get that one? Want to tell me about it, buddy? Hey, where's my fucking art, pal? But but now, if if we have any artists who are trustworthy and aren't criminals, um, I I now want a picture of me as Sam Porter Bridges with little me in the pod, just like a grumpy, dude, nobody, angry dude, little nobody me. Nobody knows what you fucking look like. I look the same as I did. I look identical. No, to I no, I mean Miles. There's no video. Nobody knows what you everyone look like. Everyone knows what I look, dude. Everyone who watches this show probably knows what I look like because I, because they, they they know me and they've seen me. <laughs> they must. Maybe you know what? You're right. They don't. <laughs> Sam, they don't. I'm 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 molding, dude. It's audio only up. program, dude. It's an audio only <laughs> program. We're Which is great because my hair looks like garbage. Yeah, and, we're pro and more importantly, we're prote we're protecting your identity for the sake of the longevity of the very program itself. <laughs> very true. Very Th true. This is uh, 
This is the MPP, the Miles Protection Program. We have to do everything we can. Miles isn't even my real name. <laughs> it's my Witsec name. Yeah, you're actually Steve. Hey, 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 now I gotta change it again. <laughs> Sam, from now on, we gotta figure out a name, and from now on, you have to only call me by that to, to add to the Witsec lore. Mike. <laughs> no, it can't be another M name. I just want some basic bitch name. Bill. Bill <laughs> <Dude>. Cipher. Bill Cipher. <laughs> Bill. Yeah, Bill. This is, I'm your host, Sam Kingman. This is my best friend and co-host, Bill. Bill. <laughs> now, oh, dude. Bill, how you doing? Dude, uh, uh, how about uh, how about Bimmy? From Bim <laughs> Bimmy and Jimmy. Yeah, dude, Bimmy and dude, Jimmy. All right, hear me out. Hear me out. Bimmy and Jimmy... Or Billy and Jilly. Ooh, ooh. I gotta say, Billy and Jilly, I prefer to Bimmy and Jimmy. <laughs> I was thinking about that very question. Doing deliveries in the car yesterday. And it was like multiple choice. It was multiple choice. And it was like, choose, it was like, it was like choose your fighters or whatever. And it's like, fuck it. Yeah, B Bimmy, Bim, <laughs> Bimmy and Jimmy. Billy and Jilly. <laughs> Billy, Billy and Bimmy, <laughs> or and Jilly and Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> and I just think it's what's, the fucking funniest shit, dude. What's your favorite horribly mistranslated name? Oh, fuck, Duff McWhalen. Duff McWhalen is really good. Duff McWhalen. My my favorite. This is this is a deep cut. My favorite is from Berserk. Which is Hanaf Kubu. They were named, I think, Queen Hanaf Kubu. Which in Japanese, Hanaf Kubu literally means like Queen of Fairies or something, or King of Fairies or something okay. like that. And so they called her like Queen Hanaf Kubu. And then it was revealed that he was male. And that was just his designation, the, the King of Fairies. So they had to be like, oh shit! We fucked that one up real bad. Uh oh. Um, yeah, so so now now he's he's king queen of fairy or he's he's queen king of fairies. <laughs> Can I hit you with another uh, great localized name that I fucking love to death? Yes, worst company. Worst company is really good. I that that video of them rating like oh all the, dude the stand names the incredible really fucking content. I think incredible the content. That, I think the problem is that they they got hung up on Blueford, which is actually a fucking whack name. Yeah, I think it. I think it's because it's the fucking first one they did. It's the that's only true. I mean, name change for part one that they go over. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like, here's the thing. I I think that filthy acts at a reasonable price is very overrated. I do yeah. because it's hilarious, but it's no flaccid, flaccid pancake. pancake. Uh, That's fil a good just one. filthy acts at a reasonable price is just so fucking long. Of it was. It seems. It seems like. Uh, I mean, what's funny about it is, is it seems like um, like a Family Guy joke, right? Like it's like at that level of like how stupid can you be? This is even worse than that time that I went to see Dish Discount ACDC. Is that like a concert where where it's like 
the 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 band is B E B E or B E E D or something like that. I don't know. One of those F F C F C F L C L. Fuck yeah. it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> And they're, they're singing Filthy Acts at a reasonable price. And Peter's just in the audience, like, not impressed. Family Guy is one of those shows that, unlike <laughs> The Simpsons or, uh, you know, other programs people like. That have, like SpongeBob. SpongeBob <laughs> one of two. Like, yeah. The yeah. Simpsons or, like, SpongeBob that, that have memes because uh, they're, like, culturally beloved shows or were culturally <laughs> They're good, shows. yeah. And Family Guy has memes through sheer force of fucking will <laughs> and determination. People people have not Family Guy does not have memes. People have fucking birthed Family Guy memes. It's they they willed them into existence. It's sheer force. It is an act of sheer force. All the all Family Guy memes. It's like manifesting something. Do you know what that means to manifest something? Yes. Yes. It's like a fucking the millennial version of witchcraft, the Zoomer version of witchcraft, to fucking manifest a Family Guy meme into into reality. Yeah, just like because I just remember you fucking fucking burn burn six candles like, yeah. with a picture of Stewie's face on them. <laughs> and like Miles, like we went to fucking in a, in a clam shaped pentagram. Miles, we went to high school in the states in the in like the early 2010s. Early to mid yeah, 2010s. Of people so watch. People watch Family Guy. Yeah, Family Guy was it. was you know was fucking huge. And I saw so many fucking Family Guy T-shirts and all this shit from from the era. And it was just like, damn man, Family Guy has this weird, like this this force to it, this unstoppable force uh, of memory that it, it exists through sheer through sheer want desire for itself to become a meme. It's crazy. Well, what's funny is um, I was watching a speedrun recently, because um, that's what I do when I'm bored. I was watching a speedrun race of Super Mario Bros. 3. Okay. Um, and, and it was, you know, it had your usual, like, speedrunner kind of names, like someone with, like, a Mario-themed name. Um, I know one, I think one of the runners was Mitch Flower Power. I was going to say, yeah, probably one. him. Yeah. Um, but then the third runner was named Stewie Cartman. And if there is not a more 2000s name... In the history of humanity, it's Stewie Cartman. Cartman. Fucking A. That What a powerful name, dude. What's funny, too, is like Stewie was the popular one. Stewie was the one everyone memed the most, and now it's Peter because Peter is just so stupid. Yeah, Peter's just, just great. Just yeah. his dumbass fucking face. I, I dude, I just, fucking love. I, I I fucking have great memories growing up watching fucking Family Guy. Uh, yeah, I used to watch young. Family Guy with my mom and dad. Like it was. Oh, my thing. mom wouldn't let me fucking watch Family Guy. I had to seek it out alone, or with occasionally with my dad when she was out of the house. I started watching South Park on my own, but they they showed me an episode of Family Guy when I was like twelve. Oh, okay. Because I thought it was really funny. Yeah, I was watching it. Uh, when I was a bit bit younger, because that shit's funny as fuck when you're like nine and ten. Yeah, no. Al it's, although I will it's say, hysterical back I, then. I had a, I had a. Although I had a fucking friend. Um, when we were in college, he was like, as we were like packing up and moving out of the dorms, he was watching. Um, he he was just watching like old se old reruns of the old old seasons of Family Guy, and he's like, Sam, this pre cancellation Family Guy. Yeah, and he's like, Sam, this shit's fucking good. This shit's great. Yeah, I remember um, liking those episodes. Yeah, I would like to. I would like to go back if they're still on Netflix. I'd like to go back and give a couple a watch. 
Coming next week, it's the Hatsune Miku's Crack House Family Guy Reunion Special. Yeah. That'd be incredible. Lacey Chabert, otherwise known as Princess Elise from Sonic 06, returns as Oh my Meg god. Griffin. That's right. That's fucking right. It is Meg who plays Elise. Yeah. Good She's Lord. also um what's her face? Um Gretchen from uh Mean Girls. Ah. I which see. I know somehow. I think she's married to a wrestler now. Like, she's just one of those people who I... One day I went down a rabbit hole of, like, finding her fascinating. Because, yeah. like... Because she's a Lee's from Sonic. Like... Exactly, right? That's dude, interesting. Dude, do you know all the stuff regarding Hunted P, the rapper of the Knuckles raps in Sonic Adventure 2? His whole... Isn't he, like, a scumbag criminal now? Yes! Yes! I think he went to fucking jail. Well, it's like him and Dread Fox. Dread Fox did the original Knuckles rap for um, Sonic Adventure 1. Yeah. What's up with Dread uh, Fox? He, he's, that's Dread Fox board. is the voice of Parappa the Rapper. Oh, okay. And he, he scammed an artist out of $100 <laughs> who wanted to do... He paid him to do a voice role for like a Parappa, like a Parappa animation, and he like scammed him. He like never gave him the lines or something like that. Damn. That shit's... Uh... Shit, shit, shit's rough, man. It's so fucking funny, dude. Nothing brings me more joy than the than the the G tier celebrities. <laughs> literal literal Z tier celebrities like getting out of this as criminals. Yeah, like like hunted P. Like, let me be clear to you, people. If you are not a Sonic fan, let and, me correct you, Sam. Sonic autist. Yes, if you are not a Sonic, well, I mean, we're saying the same thing. It's it's like uh, having two. <laughs> That's it's, true. It's like literally yeah. like saying two gay dads. I have two. It's gay a, dads. Yeah, it's like saying two gay dads. That's the name of the episode, by the way. Two gay dads. <laughs> it was either that or Charmin booty smile. One oh, I, oh, it's booty smile. Are you fucking kidding me? It's DJ, booty smile. DJ okay, Collins okay. booty smile mixtape. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> booty booty. Smile. <laughs> booty smile that just that Dude, enough fun. nothing nothing makes me more mad and and this is we're, we gotta end the show on yeah this, that's dude. right nothing, that's, nothing circle makes, it back circle it back nothing makes me more mad than people asserting that booty is a sexy term it's not booty is the worst oh, come on. fucking come word. on you're t- you're telling me when you need big ass in your life and you go on xvideos.com and you don't type in big booty no, no, because here's the thing, Sam. Here's the thing. You're you're saying third person over the shoulder open world games have been kind of forced into being the most like this respected genre, right? Big booty has been forced into becoming a respectable Big, yeah, booty word. has been forced. Yeah, there there are better words for ass that people are passing up because now booty is the standard. All right, before you list. A couple of those words off, I'd like to tell people that they can recommend better words for the word ass uh, and booty at Beaker's Crack House on Twitter. Miles, hit us with those words. Ass. Trunk. Cake. Fuck truck. No, dude, fuck. Now, truck. Cake cake sucks. You're right. Cake sucks. Truck sucks. Dump truck. Yo, it's dump truck, yeah. Dump Dump truck truck? is great. If someone tells me they have a dump truck ass, Boner City, goodbye. That's the end of the show. Isn't that weird, though? Isn't that fucking weird? 
because dump truck ass in the context of an ass goes back to some charm and bear shit we were talking about earlier yeah that brown shit. like when you really think about that phrase you're like oh that's, yeah, that's a brown yeah pe- people i i have heard people abbreviate dump truck ass to just dumper and i'm like get the fuck out dude Dude, we ain't we ain't here for dumper. that. Dumper, unfucking believe. We ain't here for that. Get that shit out of here. Yeah, <laughs> Charmin dumper smile. Saitama, why you act like you retarded? Like, little bitch, I don't want drama. I still hit when she says no, don't understand when she don't want to A. Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo. All these bitches want me like my name was fucking JoJo. Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no show. Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros. Say though. With my motherfucking bitch. I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss. And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list. Yeah, your sister is my groupie. She take this anime dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy you can call me spike lee putting out fire getting ice bitch i'm todoroki and if you got some shit to say that you can say it to me anime thighs when she open up so hot i got a twinkle in my-